Hello, hello everyone. This is Ace in the Place podcast. I am your host Ace and today is Monday, August the 16th. How is everyone doing on this beautiful Monday evening? I pray that everyone is doing well. I myself am doing pretty good. So last week I ended the show and I sent my condolences to the family of the officer that was killed. I actually have her name now. It is Ella French. She was 29 years old. And again, I want to send my condolences to her family. So, I don't want to start the show off really. We're going to jump into the news, right? I I mentioned the officer last week that got shot and killed and another officer was wounded as well. I haven't heard anything else about that officer, so I am going to assume that he is still in the hospital fighting for his life. So prayers are needed for that officer. And so I woke up this morning and just a little bit of my my routine for the day because you all don't know me, so I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, most of you don't know my routine or, you know, my schedule. And so I wake up and I, I just, um, I pray and, you know, I get into the word with God. And, and then I I get ready for work. I typically turn on the news just to check out the weather. So I turn on the news this morning and the first thing I see is two children being shot. One being killed, the other one being wounded. And when I say my heart, it felt like my heart just jumped out my body. Man, it was not the best way to start your morning, to say the least. But, you know, and actually today I'm I'm bringing this up because it's a part of the news. I'm bringing it up because I want to also send my condolences and my prayers to the family of the young children. I don't have their names yet. I didn't see their names be released on the news. This is fairly new. It happened yesterday. And so it, once I the information has been released with their names, I can provide that next week. So as of right now, I don't have the names of the two. The two girls, one was shot and killed. The other one is currently fighting for her life. It's so sad. And I'm really just overwhelmed a little bit with these type of things, seeing these things. But I also mention this because today I was in the area where those two girls were shot and killed. I literally rode right past and they had like the balloons and stuff out there for them. And my heart just aches, you know, I don't want to start the show on a on a sad note, you know, I, I'm just reporting some news that's relevant here in the city Two situations where obviously innocent people lost their lives and it continues to happen and it continues to happen more than it should. And I just want to figure out what do we need to do, you know, as a people, as a community, as a nation, what do we do? Because these things have to stop. The, you know, the division has to stop. Please get away from the narrative that 
you know, black people don't care when other black people get killed. No, we care. Okay. I'm sure I was one of many people that turned on the news today. Even if you watch the news, you probably don't watch the news. I've been off social media. So, you know, again, my process is just turning on the news for the weather typically in the morning. It's a few minutes of my day. I don't sit there and just watch the news because of things like this. Um, so wherever you get your news source from, I'm sure that you saw this story. If you are here in Chicago and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I have to speak on these things because they mean something to me. And I know that as many of us who saw that, who were affected by it and just really hurt and just frustrated with what do we do? How can we stop this? How can we get better? And I am just sending prayers to everyone and their families. I'm sending prayers to everyone who has lost a loved one in their life. Um, please know that I am here and I'm praying for you all and I love you. So now, and I'm praying for the world and the nation as well, because we got a lot going on in Afghanistan. Excuse me, Afghanistan. There are things going on in Africa. It's it's all over the world. It's not just a Chicago issue. It's not just a black people issue. It is going on in the entire world. In excuse me, in the entire world. And so we just gotta stay prayed up. And I I went to a funeral this past Saturday and the, the the speaker got up and he was saying like, you know, we you need to get your house in order basically because God is coming back. You know, um, God is going to return and you need to get your house in order. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Those were his words, not mine, but I agree. Get things in order, get your life in order, get your family in order as much as you can. Um, Fill your spirit with positive things because the world is so negative uh, and it's, 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 it's so much destruction going on right now that you have to um, prepare yourself mentally and physically and emotionally and take care of yourself in every way possible because you're going to need that. We, we all are going to need that. So we are going to jump into our topic for today. Now, what made me want to discuss this? was what was going on okay so yesterday um my husband was on youtube watching um just some youtube videos and so it's this song with chris brown and her i like the song right i this is my first time seeing the video but i like the song i've known about the song i like her right most of us know her as an artist and it came out a few a few weeks back. I'm, I want to say maybe a month or so. It might not. It may not have been that long, or it may have been longer. It came out that Chris Brown made a comment. He was at the club, and you know they were just inviting girls into the club into their section, and he told this girl, "No darkies," or I don't know if those were his exact words but basically he told her like no dark skin girls in the section today and at first i was like wow really you know is this true is it a reliable source do we know honestly guys it's not far-fetched and i'm gonna keep it real i think that my first initial reaction was like ah is this for real because i like chris brown as an artist 
We all know he went through his drama with Rihanna. It wasn't even drama. Like, he flat out got into a fight with her, you know. And obviously, you know, is abusive. I'm just going to call it how I see it. Any man that or any person, because women abuse men as well physically. But anyone that uh, physically puts their hands on you, at some point, they're going to fall in line with an abuser. So... You know, that was hard, right? Because the Chris Browns are like R. Kelly's. Like, we enjoy their music. But I'm not making no excuses for the foolery now. We're going to call it what it is. And, you know, it just, it's unfortunate. Because, again, I still listen to his music. I I didn't hop on the bandwagon with everybody else. Like, oh, I'm not listening to R. Kelly music no more. I'm not listening to Chris Brown music anymore. Like, no, I have a mind of my own. And I can think for myself and I'll do things the way that I see fit. However, I'm not going to be in denial. I'm not going to make excuses and I'm not going to defend the behavior. So when it came out that he said that, I'm like, ah, not again. Like, come on, Chris Brown. We was just trying to, you know, get past the Rihanna situation and then boom. So it got me to thinking about, I, I watched the video Now, if you know, I guess YouTube, I just looked it up. It was on YouTube or whatever, because it's not really many video shows the way it used to be. Like we had 106 Apart, I'm that era of age. So like videos were the thing at high school. You had, what was the other one on MTV? Uh, I can't remember the name of that video show. But like, you know, when I was in high school, grammar school, video shows were really popular, right? So we knew the artists, we knew their music visually. I think now, for the most part, I'm not sure, but people just look up things on YouTube or, you know, whatever artists they follow, they, they, they see their music videos. So I really, I said that to say, I really don't keep up with music videos today. So I don't watch them as much, but I just so happen to see this one. And I was like, it made me think about his comment because now maybe I just went a little bit like too much into it, a little like detective mode because I knew that he had made this comment. I'm like, well, her is actually dark skin, right? She's a brown skin woman. So I'm like, okay, he's on this song with her. I like the song. Now, obviously I knew about the song and, and you know, I like her music prior to his comments. But when he made the comment and then I saw the video, I'm like, okay, but her, she's, she's dark skin. She's brown skin. Okay. But actually you all, when you look at the video, now I'm not a, you know, tech person. I don't know. Right. To me, they only had one scene together where they were standing next to each other, but they didn't make body contact. So I feel like they could have edited, excuse me, edited to where they were in the same space together, but not really. So you know how like nowadays artists don't even have to be in the same studio to record a song together, right? I sing my verse, you sing your verse, they put it together. That's how I felt with the video. Like I didn't even feel like he was in the video with her. (laughs) And it was probably only because of the comment that was made. And then like, just Okay, so she had a love. They only had one scene, I believe, or maybe two. Let me take that back. They had two scenes um, where they were in the same camera together. So just go check out the video and let me know what you think. Well, not let me know what you think, but, you know, check out the video if you haven't already saw it. And then she had a love interest in the video, which was not Chris Brown. And I just so happened to notice that her love interest was light skinned. 
and he had a love interest in the video, which was not her. And she was light skinned. So today's topic is about colorism. Now, this has come up again, like I said, because of the comment that he made and then me seeing the video and my mind just kind of like, <laughs> like, OK, is he really in this video with her or did he like record his stuff separately and then they like put it together? I don't really know. I can't make that call, but it didn't seem like he was too engaged. So now I'm really like, come on, Chris Brown. Like, I don't want to not like you, bro. Like, I seriously don't want to not like Chris Brown. But it's like, come on. Like, seriously, you have a thing with dark-skinned people, it seems. Like, you. I mean, you got a lot going on. You put your hands on a woman, first of all. You know, so whatever the situation was, however it escalated, you left marks on her. Like, she was visibly bruised by a, a very physical altercation that got completely out of hand. And and so it's like, again, your character is already up for question. And then you make comments like this. My thing with colorism is it stems from self-hate. Self-hate, it, it runs very, very deep in the black community. You all, please understand you know, we, we've been outside of slavery for years, but it's embedded in our bloodline. When your mama and your grandma and them used to call you nappy head, what do you think that is? I wouldn't dare call Ari nappy head. She doesn't even know what the word nappy means as far as I'm concerned. I can't say if anyone else has made said that to her but me as her mother no way i'm calling her nappy head and no way i would say she has bad hair or even good hair people with good hair i don't make those references i mean what you know my daughter has this thing with hair and i don't know what it is but she likes messing with her hair your hair anybody's hair right and so i would never make her think that her hair isn't good or isn't desirable or isn't beautiful or anything of that nature. But these were the things that a lot of us heard growing up. It's things that I still hear my friends say. Like, I, I know people, you know, my age who use that, you're nappy hair or you got good hair. I'm not even calling nobody good. You know, like if you have a curlier, you know, texture of hair or whatever it is, I just feel like it's a, it's a mental thing. No one has bad hair. I'm not calling anybody's hair bad that it grew out of their head that way. If you were born this way and this is how God created you, who am I to say what's bad versus good? This is how you were born. And so I'm, I, I just, it's certain things. I just phrases, I just don't use anymore. And so it got me to thinking you know, colorism, especially in the black community, because I, I'm going to read the definition, um, you all, because I believe it's a, a fairly new term. We all know that, you know, you had the house niggas in, in, on, a, on a plantation, right? Those were the light skinned ones that typically got into the home. Those were the ones that were, you know, had the, the mixed babies that got into the home. And so you were giving special treatment if you were lighter skinned. These things date back to slavery. You know, like you were giving special treatment if you had a mixed baby. You know, people go out of their way nowadays, like black people go out of their way nowadays to have a baby by someone of a lighter skin or a different race because they don't want their child to be 
teased or to be treated differently because of the color of their skin. And it's a lot more common than people think or even talk about. So now these things are coming up when these celebrities make these comments, no blackies. It's like, huh? Like, are we still here? I feel like we're moving forward. So many women are being natural now and, you know, wearing their, their, you know, their natural hair. And, you know, you even have wigs now with that are afros and, you know, afro puffs. And so a lot of, you know, women are wearing locks and things of that nature and men are wearing locks. And so I felt like we were moving in a positive direction with just who we are and genuinely, authentically being ourselves and being accepted in society. And then you have people, celebrities making comments. And I think even it might have been Little Uzi Vert, no, or what was the other guy rapper name? It was either Little Uzi Vert or no, it wasn't him. It was the other rapper with the, the I can't even think of his name. I'm gonna come back to him. But of course, he made a comment about not liking darker skinned women. So again, okay, because I had to learn something about this whole term colorism. So the definition of it in what's this Webster? Prejudice or discrimination, especially within a racial or ethnic group, favoring people with lighter skin over those with darker skin. So colorism, and then I had to ask, they were talking about it. Um, a few weeks ago, I popped in the clubhouse for a hot second. I really can't do clubhouse because, I mean, I mean, it's a good source for certain things, but on the, you know, just like, the black culture side, it can be, it can be kind of toxic. It depends on, you know, the rooms you're in and I try to bounce in and out, but this was obviously a topic on one of the rooms that I was in and it was something that I learned. So if you discriminate against dark, I mean, lighter skinned people, that is not considered colorism. So let's just say you're a guy because this topic came up, obviously, because a lot of men are saying, Hey, I prefer light skinned women. Okay, having a preference and being colorist is, are two different things. But let's just say you're a man and you prefer dark-skinned women. And let's just say you're prejudiced towards light-skinned women. You don't date light-skinned women. You know, you talk about them or you exclude them from social media, liking their posts, whatever the situation may be. Kind of hard because it seems like, you know, you know, they're everywhere. Not saying it like that, but... You know, but let's just say you're prejudiced against the lighter skin and you only like dark skin. You only date dark skin. You only compliment dark skin. Right. That's not considered colorism. And that part I didn't know. It's like self-hate is self-hate. At least I, that's what I thought. You know, that was my opinion. Like if you discriminate against somebody within your own culture, because these are it's within your, you know, your culture, your ethnic group. So actually colorism can exist in like um, any culture like Dominicans. You have darker ones and you have lighter ones. Um, one of the ladies from Love and Hip Hop, uh, Amada. Is it Amada, Amada? De- one of the girls on Love and Hip Hop Miami, she's Dominican and she's of the darker skin. And she, you know, she she has spoke about that, like being discriminated against in her country because her skin was darker and being treated differently because her skin was darker. So it's not just a black people thing. It's a it's a um, you know, it, it can go from every culture you have people, you know, you have um 
people from maybe uh, Iraq or, or Pakistanians who are of darker skin of a different, you're in a different region. And so their skin are darker. And, you know, from my understanding, they may get treated differently within their culture too. It just depends. So I was just like, okay, does, but, and when it comes to a different culture, like Dominicans, does it stem from self-hate? too but because i mean like like i said with black people we go back to plantation and slavery days right a lot of those things were instilled in us because you literally did get special treatment for being light-skinned and it does still happen today you get promotions at work um you know you get school you know scholarship opportunities there are several things that people of lighter skin have as an advantage over someone as darker skin it's not fair it's not okay um and it's still happening now. But again, like I said, I'm not sure how it resonates in other cultures. I can kind of have an idea where it stems from in the black community. In other cultures, I don't know. I would I would have to do a little bit more research or even just, you know, ask someone that is, you know, from someplace else. Where does that kind of come from in your culture where people of the darker skin, why does it, you know, seem to be less than or not as attractive or appealing. Um, again, we know why it's like that in the black communities. Um, it's just a deeply rooted thing that was just, you know, passed down from generations to generations to generations. And so it just, the thing with Chris Brown and the comments of Chris Brown, it's like, ah, you know, and I, I didn't even hear like social media and, and like a lot of people making a big fuss about it. Like, I think they kind of like tried to sweep it under the rug because obviously the girl who was the blackie or the dark skinned woman, she was the one who came out and said, this is, you know, what happened to her. And I didn't hear too much about it. It's like, OK, so this is what we own, Chris Brown. So. Yeah. And then he hasn't done an album lately, I think. You know, he did a couple of interviews and they were asking him like, you know, hey, Chris Brown, when are you going to have another album out? And he was all like, I need y'all to miss me. Huh? It's like, first of all, you haven't done an album in a while, but OK. You know, it's just like people reveal who they are. You just have to listen. You really just have to listen to what people say, because it's like, dude, OK, I get it. You're Chris Brown, but yeah, come on, man. So, yes, the colorism, it's, 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 it's a very big issue. And also, so my, um, again, I, I didn't know that it was only discrimination against darker skin. I thought maybe if you discriminated against lighter skin people, you would, you know, be considered a colorist, but it's not, it's only specifically for, um, the darker skin. And so, um, OG for basketball wise. I'm not sure if they're coming. I'm, I think they are coming back with a new season soon. So basketball wise has been around oh, for the ages. They've been around for a while. That's another reality TV show. And the last year or two seasons, they have an African on there named OG. Now, OG um, was a football she did football, you know, um, star or athlete or right. So she's an athlete. She plays women football or, you know, 
And her husband is a basketball player. Well, actually, that's not even her husband. I think that's her boyfriend. They might have been engaged or on the way to get engaged. So she had conflicts with the ladies in the group. OG has a strong personality. She does now. But she's physically strong, right? And she's an African. She's darker skinned. But she, and I actually enjoyed the things that she showed about her culture on the show. Like one time she had a dinner with her family and there was like this party and celebration that she threw. And I think quite a few of the girls did not show up. And I think OG was probably, um, she was hurt by that because it was like a award ceremony that she had, for something that was going on with her. And she invited the ladies from the show. And I think like Jackie and maybe one or two other people showed up. But for the most part, Shawnee and Evelyn and all them. She So OG claimed that she was the first person to claim colorism in the group with Basketball Wives. Now, the head of Basketball Wives is Shawnee O'Neal. She's the director, you know, CEO, whatever you want to say. It's her show. It's her baby. And typically in the show's past... If you get into it with Shawnee, you get the boot, right? So when it, when she first brought colorist, the word colorist up, I was like, ah, because I feel like that's a really strong accusation. Like you have to have some type of proof. Like I'm just not going to just call you a colorist because, you know, it's not really cool to call somebody, you know, with your black butt or something like that. If we're in a heated argument, you talking trash about me. You know, I'm not making any excuses or justifications for any foul language towards someone's skin because I'm just not going to do it. But I've seen it done before. You know, we've all seen people make remarks in the heat of an argument or a roast or whatever. You're talking about somebody and they may speak on your skin. Now, I believe that some of the ladies might have called OG unattractive or ugly, I think that's strong and I think that's inappropriate as well if that is what was said. It it wasn't said on the show, but I believe it was like some text messages or something that was going on. So when OG first threw that out there, I was like, ah, ouch, because obviously Shawnee, Evelyn, the it girls, right? I was taking them more like the mean girls than the colorists, you know? Like I didn't it, initially I didn't think that you know, they were treating because, I mean, you have Jennifer. Jennifer has been kind of a part of the show the entire time. And Jennifer is dark skinned. Right. And so a lot of the ladies have had, you know, up and down relationships with her. But I didn't really get that it was because of her skin. So when OG threw that out there, I was like, wow. But the thing about it, once you I started thinking about it, I'm like, OK, they again, OG does have a strong personality. However, she was treated not so good by the ladies in the group. And I can't really give a reason why, especially initially, right, in the beginning. Now, over time, when she voiced her opinion or she said this and said that, or, you know, she's one of those people that kind of, I guess, come off on the defense. And that's because she struggled with so many things growing up with her skin color and being made fun of, being of African, um, you know, being from Africa, um, we're all descendants of that, but, you know, actually living in Africa and growing up there and then, you know, moving to the States. So, she, you know, 
she when she first said it, I was like, wow, okay, that's a strong accusation. I really had to sit on it for a second, like, wow. But the thing that didn't sit well with me was they did try to paint OG as this violent like person. And yes, she got into arguments, but not any more than any of the other women. I didn't see OG put her hands on anyone like Evelyn has because Evelyn, woo, we've all seen her jump on tables, throw bottles, you know, get into all type of physical altercations. But I still don't see Shawnee painting her out to be, you know, this violent person like they did with OG. Like they really made her seem like she was just this angry gorilla, like, you know, just they painted her like she was just this aggressive person. And again, she does have a strong personality. Her build is strong because she plays football. But initially coming into the group, I couldn't really see why she had a disconnect. Like I said, I think at first I was taking it more like Shani and Evelyn were like the mean girls. Like, okay, we're the it crew. We're the, the, the aunties or, you know, we're the the VIP, however you want to look at it, you know, whatever. And so I guess with OG being newer, it's kind of like, you know, Jackie brought her in. And so, you know, Jackie's considered an auntie or whatever. So I thought that they would have been a little bit more opening to open to her and they weren't. And, you know, when she stood up for herself about, you know, you know, something she felt passionate about, or even when she felt like they were picking on some of the other women, OG was standing up for some of the other women that she felt like they were picking on. And so, you know, they were just over her, but she, yes, she definitely put that out there. And I, I don't believe she's going to return. She was a main cast member. Um, and I don't believe she's going to return to the show after that. That was a very strong accusation, but just doing a little bit more research about this colorist thing, it's actually not far-fetched. And when she said it at first, I was like, ah, I don't know. But, you know, like I said, just doing a little bit more research and just having um, a more of an understanding of what it is. And we all know it, right? We grew up with it. I think that the word is more of a new phrase or, you know, like we have a, a, a word for it now. We all grew up knowing that, you know, darker skinned kids got made fun of. They just did. I mean, we all got talked about. So Even the light skinned kids back in school, I remember like somebody found something to say about you. You probably didn't get talked about as much. Obviously, no. But like, I believe most of the kids, especially in grammar school, like, most I I think most of the kids got talked about for the most part you had the popular ones who were pretty their parents had money and so maybe but yeah I can see that most kids got talked about because um I just I just think that it's a thing that most of us experience some of us definitely had it harder but we all know that you know the darker skin was talked about. It was treated differently. Again, it still happens today. People get promotions at work. They get job opportunities. And, you know, they might get, the, the officer might let them skip on a ticket or whatever it is. It's definitely some type of favorite, excuse me, favoritism for lighter skin in the black community. And it's been going on for an extremely long time. I just think that this word colorist or colorism is, I, I didn't, I hadn't really heard it being tossed out there into the, like the last couple of years. Um, but it's probably been around for the longest. I just didn't know what the word for it was. And so that is, you know, one of the many issues in our community. And 
yeah, I want you all to go ahead and check out that Chris Brown video if you have not. And I'm getting ready to wrap up the show for this week. Do your research on the colorist and let me know. Shoot me an email or something or, or you know. You have, if you have my email, okay, well, let me give you my email. If you would like to reach out to me, connect with me, let me know any topics that you all would like to hear from me or speak upon. I'm still working on having one interview per month. So the next couple of weeks, I will try to have another interview for you all. And we're just going to move forward. And I hope you have a pretty good week. So I'm going to give my email for anyone who wants to get in touch with me. It's Amanda, A-M-A-N-D-A-C-E-A-L-Y at yahoo.com. So that's my maiden name, Amanda C. Ely, which is where we get Ace from. Those are my initials. And just, you know, reach out to me, you all, and just let me know what you think. I'm open for constructive criticism and I'm open for anything you have to say. Just reach out and touch me. So have a good week, everyone. I love you guys. Peace.